hello and welcome to this week's episode of Virtually Legal. My name is Molly and I'm joined by my co-host Abby. Hey! And we are going to be talking this week about the pros and cons and what life's like as a paralegal. So in the studio, well we're actually not in the studio, I'm recording this from my bedroom. In her bedroom we have Aaliyah Fremantle and she's going to be talking to us today about what life is like working as a paralegal at Seddon's. So Aaliyah, if you'd like to introduce yourself, because you could probably do a better job of it than I can. Sure. Hi, my name's Aaliyah. So I graduated from university with a first class degree in law in 2016. Then I went on to do a master's specialising in corporate and commercial law at the LSE. I Then after that, I went to work as a legal assistant for six months before securing my role as a paralegal in real estate finance law. So you mentioned you were a legal assistant and then a paralegal. I was just curious as to the difference between the two and sort of your responsibilities. Yes, yeah, so as a legal assistant, the role is mainly admin role. So I find myself I found myself doing a lot of printing, scanning jobs, drafting emails and letters and just generally assisting the solicitors and fee earners in their day-to-day um day-to-day work. Whereas as a paralegal, I more or less have my my own workload. So it's a bit, it's a bit more fee-earning work, more responsibility as opposed to that of a legal assistant. Okay, so it's, it's like the role is a bit more similar to maybe that of a trainee. How do you yes. find, How do you find being a paralegal differs from being a trainee? Maybe like if you think about things like hours, how much responsibility do you get? Or are they pretty similar and there's actually quite a lot of overlap? I would say they're quite similar, actually. Um, the only the big difference is that as a trainee, as we know, you rotate seats, but as a paralegal, you kind of sit in one department for a longer period of time. So I guess historically, paralegals were doing admin tasks, but as time has gone on, firms have actually now used now now using paralegals to do more fee-earning work, which may be done by junior sisters previously. So yeah, utilising who they've got. Yes, exactly. So I can give an example for what I do What I do now. So I act for banks and lenders, and I assist um, sisters in a lot of the work they do um, in, on the deals. So I also might find myself doing smaller deals as well. So again, for example, I might find myself training up a training sister in my department. Just because I do, I do, I do the job day in day out, so I can help them with their training. Essentially, sounds like it gives you a lot of benefits for um, potentially going into a training contract. Is that your plan? Um, and have you completed the LPC yet, or are you? St- is that still something you're looking into? So that is, so that is my plan to get a training contract. Um, ideally, I'd like to get a training contract with my with my law firm that I'm working at now, and I have been applying elsewhere. Um, I guess working as a paralegal, it does it is like a stepping stone um, to getting a training contract because of the, obviously the, the exposure that you get as a paralegal. Um, so yes, and I haven't done the LPC as of yet. Um, I, I would like to secure a TC first before going on to the LPC, just so that I'm more secure. Yeah, I feel like being a paralegal probably just gives you such an insight into stuff that as a student, you kind of don't even know you don't know. Yes. Like, I know whenever I've gone to um, assessment centres and things, if mm-hmm. I walk in and there's a load of paralegals there, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> you guys know what you're talking about, and I'm just completely blagging it. 
Yeah, and I have to be like, oh, you know, this one time when I was doing a group project at university and you can actually have, like, real-life examples with real clients and stuff. (laughs) It also opens up, like, networking and you can actually start building upon your own personal brand, like, within the law firm, even just, like, Mm -hmm. interacting with, like, obviously solicitors, lawyers on an everyday basis rather than just, obviously, when you turn up to your interview or your vacation scheme and that's the first time you've actually been sort of in the real corporate environment and commercial environment yes I completely agree so I didn't realize but when as a paralegal you work with of course other law firms so you have you know two firms work working for their own clients to reach you know a shared um you know shared deal so they might even be thankful for you the work you've done on that deal and that gives opportunity mm. to then reach out to them and say no, hi, you know, I worked on this deal um, with you previously. I want to apply for your firm. That's, that's what you want to do. And, you know, just get another, build a connection there. So there's also the opportunity and scope for that. That's so true. I guess, you'd yeah, you would actually learn so much about other law firms and, like, yeah. their ways of working and things like that. And you'd you'd see in person, like, how they treat their trainees and stuff yes. as well, just because yeah. you would be in that environment with them. Yeah. So it's just kind yeah. of, like getting to go to an insight day every day at work and see loads of different firms it's like an extended interview even at my own firm because you constantly want to also impress the partners and solicitors so Mm. even you mentioned about hours previously so even with the hours so trainees tend to do long hours but I think paralegals are now also doing the same because you want to show the solicitors that yes that you are cut out you should be getting the training contract and there's no reason why you can't be doing the same hours if you're demonstrating that and doing the job I also think obviously commercial awareness is such a big thing and actually working in the commercial environment, working on deals, especially within your um, sector. Was it real estate finance, if I'm correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, Obviously, that is the best commercial awareness sort of prep you can actually have is having real life experience in deals in the corporate world, world, dealing with clients, dealing with actual like finance to do with actual buildings rather than just fictitious fictitious ones um <laughs> did you just try to say fictitious <laughs> yeah i can't I, there's a lot of words i can't say um yeah no completely it helps you to understand i guess the climate and the market in detail and how it really affects your client essentially you have to also help your client to reach you know their goals so you need to make sure you give them the correct advice or you know your sister you're seeing the correct advice being you know given to them so it really helps with commercial awareness I was going to say, obviously, we've talked about all these benefits, mm-hmm. but other than, I guess, do you have a top benefit or like a specific downside to the job compared to obviously a training contract that you would envision it would be like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it is it is quite, um, it is similar. I guess I, as working as a, para, working as a paralegal, because I'm working in one department for a long period of time, I'm really understanding and what I'm doing in detail I'm getting to meet with clients I go I go out with clients quite a lot and it's just like understanding that area of law in depth is really helpful it's even to use in interviews um so yeah I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I've done it this way as opposed to going for the TC first I didn't think I was as confident as enough enough but now I feel like I'm a lot more confident yeah no confidence is um it's such it's such a weird thing because I often feel like you don't realise that you're lacking it until you do something and you look back and you realise how far you've come. So, like, the last couple of summers, I um, did intern- internships at PwC 
And even just the experience of like going on the phone and talking to a client or talking to someone that wasn't in the office was so daunting at first. And I just wouldn't have even thought of that. And then looking back, I actually realised that I took a lot from that experience that I really didn't expect to. Yes, I agree. I remember I first spoke to a client on the phone and they asked me for advice. And I was just so nervous because they're expecting me to just come back and give them you know, a great response in layman terms. And you know, I was, I was completely nervous. But now I look back and I, I can actually do that a lot, a lot more ease now. So mm. going into a firm in turn and that, you know, I can, I'm happy to speak to clients and I can, you know, I can advise them and, and put on the spot. It's, it, you know, it's a great skill that, of course, a solicitor needs to have. And I'm learning that as a paralegal. And it's not, I guess, also just even your awareness of your own personal growth is such a positive trait to have. And Yeah, completely. You mentioned about there being, was there a, you know, downside to being a paralegal? Um, oh, yeah, one... go on. <laughs> I'm going to mention Let's get into the that... critical part Tell us of the, the show, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mention something that I learned um, when I was talking to partners at other law firms that actually some firms don't actually hire from their paralegal pool. Oh, so right. if you, if, so if your intention was to go as a paralegal and then secure a training contract, you, it might not happen if it's at some law firm. So I would I'd advise anyone to do their research in depth before going into mm. applying for a paralegal that that's their intention look at um training profiles reference it against the linkedin profiles and speak to and partners because some firms are of that of that mindset so who would who would you advise to get in contact with or like where would you find out that information because i suspect you probably can't send an email to a firm being like hi if I became a paralegal with you, would you trap me in that position forever? Or would there be room for development? <laughs> yeah. Or are you <laughs> probably me not going to answer that <laughs> yeah, exactly. very clearly? So where do you kind of find that information? <laughs> I would say speak with trainees just because they they were doing that process that, you know, you were doing quite not, not too long ago. So they're probably more inclined to give you advice on that. I was lucky enough to speak to a partner about it. I, and I went to a law firm and he, you know, he advised me of that. Um, so, yeah, I would say speak to trainees at first. If you, have a, if you have a connection at a law firm, speak with whoever you can and, and speak to them about that before going. But definitely do your research before because you don't want to be trapped in that position. Yeah, because I guess it is a real concern that you can get all of this really amazing experience and yeah. you could be the best paralegal ever. But at the exactly. end of the day, like to not beat around the bush you're often getting paid less than a trainee so it just makes economic sense for a firm to have you as well equipped as a trainee able to do all the same work but perhaps Mm -hmm. not paying you as much so I think you do need to be kind of mindful and like going into it and also one thing I'd say as well being a paralegal I guess what we tend to do now as paralegals we tend to do a lot more hours just like trainees do so you might find yourself with not much time for have a training contract applications because you'll find yourself working late or even early early mornings so you, your time is really consumed with working um <clears throat> working at the law firm if you want to do external applications you might find not much time to get that in so it's really about balancing your time on that point what do you do about um like if say doing a vacation scheme or something at a firm because I know some firms have really long vacation schemes I think DLA Pipers is like three weeks or something how the hell do you do that if you've got a full-time job? Like, it's actually such a luxury when you're at uni to have months, months on end yes. summers. 
yeah that you can yeah, just it is in. actually a luxury because when you do start um working as a paralegal you have to actually think about that that maybe you can't actually do back schemes anymore unless you're someone who doesn't like to travel or go on holiday mm-hmm. as much then you can actually use your annual leave to participate in a vacation scheme if you haven't enough days that can't yeah, be healthy exactly surely. That would be the only option to participate. If not, I would say even being a paralegal, I think you get a lot more involved in the work as as opposed to even doing a VAT scheme. So it might be even helpful being a paralegal to to the goal and to get training contract. So we've talked a lot about, and everyone knows how competitive training contracts are, but could you give us a little insight into how competitive paralegal roles are? I think they're becoming increasingly competitive just because you find that a lot of people are not so maybe the more there's not enough training contracts out there so a lot of law graduates are trying to get paralegal roles now so that being said law firms are upping their criteria so i.e they want you to have the lpc now they might want you to have experience in a particular area of law and that can be quite difficult if you just come out of law school or mm. just out of you know um graduated from your degree and you don't have any experience so i guess one thing I can advise is if you do have a part-time job, try to play on that a lot. You know, I worked in Sainsbury's part-time and I spoke about like IP law, have an interest in that because a lot of it, working on the shop floor, you could see a lot of, you know, such property from products. So I, I played on that quite a bit. And also my interest in property law when I was at undergraduate level, I done quite well in that module. So I played on that as well. Oh, fabulous. So I guess, I think this is probably the perfect time to sort of wrap up. However, I have one last question. And what would you say your highlight of being a paralegal was? Or do you have this like one story that you'd sort of be like, this was my high? Um, I would say there was one time that I worked for a client and he was asked to give a review for the Legal 500. So everyone knows that we use that for our research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Law firms are like, oh, like, tell us about our competitors. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> scrolling down Legal 500. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our favourite um, tools. So one of our clients actually done a review and he and he name dropped me on that. So that was quite of a, that's a massive highlight. I was quite grateful for that. That's a big deal. Round of applause. Yeah. Maybe I could like edit in like a bigger applause than that or something. So it sounds like it's not just the two of us. (laughs) No, that's such a big deal. No, but real life, real life clapping is way better than animated. So anyway, that's (laughs) us saying we're round of applause for that high and also round of applause. So thank you for coming on to our podcast and we really appreciate your time. Yeah, I feel like the paralegal option just isn't something that's spoken about enough. So no, thank you so much for coming on because like we've said it is really competitive um and there are some potential downsides but also there's so much you can take from it and it can be really good for you, firstly your career progression but also just ascertaining whether a career in law is going to be right for you at all thank you so much to Aaliyah for coming and speaking to us today working as a paralegal honestly has so many benefits firstly the level of work you'll be doing is often at trainee level As Aaliyah said, she's even helped with the training of trainees and her team. This will help you develop professionally and give you so many great examples and transferable skills for training contract applications. It also facilitates networking opportunities, not just at your own firm, but at firms you're working with. You'll be able to build your own personal brand and get to know firms intimately. This will help you with the decision process when you're applying for training contracts. However, as a word of caution, like Aaliyah said, 
If you are becoming a paralegal with the hopes of getting a training contract at that firm, you'll need to find out whether this is actually an option or whether the firm prefers to hire externally. That's all for today, but if there's anything more you'd like to hear from us, please get in contact at virtuallylegalpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and we'll see you again in two weeks' time.